Hello, and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith, and this is Words and Pictures podcast, episode 41. This week, my guest is Eve Kogos, an award-winning multi-genre author, so stick around for the interview. At my desk this week, well, at my desk this week, I've been having a big podcast week, lots of editing of interviews and uh, trying to get everything done with the show notes and loaded onto my host, Podbean. It's quite a lot of work and I was going on about it last week um, in my solo episode. If you want to go back to that and hear about all things podcast, that's episode 40, the one before this. And uh, yeah, also I've been finishing my edits of The Midwitch and I'm very, very, very nearly there. I've kind of gone through everything that my editor wanted to tell me. I'm just kind of going back through it again, just to check a few little things where I've made notes as I've gone along, a few little odds and ends that I wanted to change, a few sort of storyline things that I thought, hmm, maybe I could just change, tweak those odds and ends. So I'm nearly there with that. Quite happy with the book cover and um, beginning to grapple with the the tricky business of writing taglines for the midwitch and um, the dreaded, I think all authors hate writing the blurb, but uh, I'm beginning to get get to grips with that. So that's me. That's me at my desk. So come along and meet Eve. We have a massive chat about all things indie author. And um, here we go. This week on the Words and Pictures podcast, I'm excited to invite Eve Koguse. And she's written five books. She's won lots of awards. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's very exciting to talk about books and literature and writing. It's um, I can talk about these things for for hours and hours. So thank yeah. you. Very yeah, well, excited. well, well, me too, which is why I do it. Yeah. So it's lovely to meet you. And um, so you, your new book is called The Accidental Cop. And yeah. um, I, I, looking at your other work that you've written, um, this seems to be a slightly different thing that you've written here. So you've written more of a um, uh, a police procedural thing that then the other stuff seems to be more about more of fantasy based yes. so how how did you find writing in a has it been a story that's been on your mind a long time and now you've kind of come to write this other thing will you write more of this kind of thing I've been surrounded by people who worked in the police for a while and uh, they told me a lot of different tales and um, stories from uh, real life or from their real experience. And um, it accumulated, you know, in my mind. And uh, I thought that um, it would be a very interesting idea to share this kind of story because it's not um, it's not a pure police procedural or it's not a pure crime fiction novel it's not a detective story it's um i would even say that it's a coming of age story of uh, one um, honest um young man who gets into a very complicated situation in his life because as i write in my description for that book uh the 90s um were a very challenging time for Latvia because it was the first uh, decade uh, after the country regained uh, independence and um, not all things worked uh, the way people probably hoped. Uh, there were a lot of um, things that were upsetting, that were terrifying because people were quite um, confused about uh, how they should live now when they aren't in this big system, when they are 
on their own. And so that's why uh, it was turmoilous time, very turmoilous time. And I call it savage 90s because, um, you know, vocabulary, um, they uh, tried to <laughs> uh, suggest the wild 90s, but um, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't compare uh, Wild West times with uh, the Wild 90s in Latvia. It's a bit different, vastly different. So, um, yes, it was um, because of that. I was inspired by the people who told me their stories. And, um, yes, actually, when I finished writing The Accidental Cop, I uh, I told my husband that we should I should write, <laughs> we should discuss the next book um, uh, along these lines. Maybe not the same, um, but uh, do, yeah. do you think you'll take your character forward into the next thing? Do you think you'll use the same characters, or, or is it his no, or his, no, his, no, his no. story is told? Yeah, no, it will be an absolutely different story because uh, the accidental cop is very um, character based story. It's uh, basically mainly about um, this young man, Roberts. Uh, it's um, and all. Um, the things that happened to him while uh, he's uh, uh, working as a patrolman and then uh, he gets, um, uh, a pro let's say, a promotion to the criminal police division and then uh, he starts investigating crimes like murders and more serious crimes. So um, it's very wholesome. The story is very wholesome. It's... Um, uh, and then <laughs> the, the end... Uh, doesn't suppose to um, the return to the same setting. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's good, and I think sometimes if you can base your writing on stuff you know that you know about, so obviously people have talked to you about you know being in in that kind of world. So you, you like you say you've accumulated that knowledge, and I think when you come to write it, although you're writing fiction, you have to make the fiction sound real, and, and only knowledge can do that. You know, so I yeah. think that's that's an interesting thing. Yeah, great. So, but normally you write more um, books in series. I've noticed, and with a bit of a fantasy element. For me, I I write fantasy as well. I write for children and for adults, and I can't ever get rid of the fantasy element. I I set off to write something you know, in a normal world. And before I know it, there's dragons coming out of the cupboard. So <laughs> so you've managed to write The Accidental Cop without any fantasy element. People aren't growing wings in that. Yes, did, did you have absolutely. To turn, did, did you have to turn your imagination down in order to do that? <laughs> um, you know, I'd say that uh, real life sometimes is uh, more fantastical and more controversial and more even terrifying because, you know, dark fantasy is a big thing. So, um, no. No, and at the moment, uh, the book I'm working on is also very realistic fiction. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. not uh, not fantasy in any way at all. Yeah. And uh, I I I actually enjoy it very much because uh, realistic fiction is basically my favorite fiction to favorite genre to read um, has been for a very long time. So no, yeah. well, I don't I sleep. <laughs> Yeah, the, I think it's good to uh, uh, just go where the muse takes you, really. I think often when people are traditionally published, they get set in a little bit of a, yes. a path and they have to stick with that path. Whereas I think, you know, I, I realise you're an independent author like myself, so yes. we're, we're able to go where where we like, you know. But like I said, I also write for children and um, 
I don't think they'd let me go from dark, grim, dark fantasy to writing no. you know, chapter no. books for kids. No. I don't think they'd let me do that. But uh, we can do as we like. So good for us. Yes. So, yeah. So, so you're definitely going to write some some more of that. Are all of your stories set in Latvia? No, no. Uh, I mean, uh, the realistic fiction ones are set in Latvia. Two of them uh, published uh, Finding Your Way and uh, The Accidental Cop we talked about. But my uh, next book is set actually in uh, the United Kingdom in Dorset. In Dorset, <laughs> because, yeah. Yes, in Dorset because I uh, used to live in Dorset. I spent two years, um, very long time ago, very, very long time ago living in Dorset. And um, um, yes, it's a special place for me. A lot of uh, nice things happened to me while I was living there. So uh, yeah. My next book uh, is set in England, in a very, oh, very so, beautiful place. <laughs> so that that's near me. I live in Hampshire, so I'm the next county along. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I, very I, close. I know all about that. And I think um, there's been a quite a uh, a, a fashion, uh, for want of a better word, uh, a trend is the word I'm looking for. A trend of people writing books and being very specific about the setting where it's set. And so I've noticed there's been quite a few crime thrillers set around the UK in specific counties and things like that. And um, so possibly your Dorset thing, you know, that would be quite a good selling point because people quite like, I quite like to read about a place that I know quite well. It, it's quite a, it, it's quite tickling, I think, to go, oh yes, I know exactly where you mean. I know that street. I know that place. I'm reading a thing at the moment and it's set in Oxfordshire, which is where my husband's from. And uh, it's quite nice to think, you know, I know the streets, I know the Bodley and I know the know the, know the colleges and things like that. So yeah, great, great fun. So yeah, I think, um, and Dorset's so pretty, I think. Very yeah. pretty. I absolutely yeah. fell in love with the, with the area when yeah. I lived there. It's very pretty. And Cornwall, because um, I travelled to Cornwall also, and it's um, fantastic. It's yeah. just fantastic. So we're both indie authors, and I was reading in your blog about, you know, the general struggle of book promotion, Eve. It goes on, doesn't it? Have you got any? Yes, have you got any? Uh, it's it's ever difficult, isn't it? Have it's you got, an have endless you got any, struggle. <laughs> it is an endless struggle. Have you got any light to throw on this subject? Or? Yeah, of course, of course, we can uh, we can discuss it. <laughs> yeah, it, I, yeah, I think it. I think it's always very difficult, but I don't think it's a particularly indie author thing. I think if you're a writer and you know you have published work, it's it's a hard thing to try and get it out there into the into the world. Yeah, definitely. So, so you're on different. Uh, do you find that social media helps? Is that one of the things that you do? Yes, um, actually, I um, I read a couple of books about indie publishing, and uh, the gurus they say that social media um, actually doesn't help with um, sales. Okay, but uh, um, and I can say that yes, it is true. It doesn't help. Um, you to become a best-selling uh, top of the world writer on Amazon or whatever. It does help in terms of uh, support, in terms of uh, finding, uh, understanding, and uh, this um, basic feeling that um, you are not an idiot. I'm sorry <laughs> for using such a word because, you know, in real life it's like, 
well, you write books, great. And do you earn a lot? How much do you earn? Oh, peanuts. Okay. <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> but yeah. um, on um, on social media, you can find many, many indie authors and they um, they understand you. They understand why you do this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but in terms of uh, sales, um, no, I'd say that... Um, we indie authors should um, look for other ways to find readers. That's the Ooh. most challenging thing. But on social media, of course, of course, people who like you, they will buy your books. They will try to understand what you wanted to say with uh, those stories. They will not say, well, um, I didn't like it because I thought it would be different. Mm. Because, for example, I uh, get such reviews <laughs> from time to time. I thought it um, this fantasy series would be full of magic or whatever. It's yeah. my fantasy trilogy doesn't have any magic in it, so it's um, quite can be quite disappointing for um, let's say regular readers who aren't writers. But um, on social media, you meet other authors and they do understand you. They yeah. try to understand what you wanted. Uh, why you wrote that story? What you? Why it's not along the accepted line? Mm. I, th I think it's you know there's room to be an individual. I think. So if you don't if you don't rate social media, how how do you get out there then? Social media is also a part of my. Um, I wouldn't say marketing or promotion, but uh, one of the ways to get my books out there to people who read. But uh, other ways, yes, it's Amazon advertising. I think everybody hates Amazon advertising. Yeah, I hate <laughs> it's Amazon. It's very complicated. Yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. It's so messy and it's expensive, of course. And all um, Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, uh, BookBub advertising. Yeah, I think we promos and things like that. Yeah, I think I think they're very very tricky um, to do. Uh, I've just done quite a nice promo. I did it through. Um, have you heard of Mark Dawson? No. Um, no. Okay, so there's there's an indie author in England who's called Mark Dawson, and he's if you look him up on social media, I'll leave a link in the notes. He's he's like one of the gurus, and uh, he does a thing called um, Hello Books, which is kind of a like a mailing list thing. So if you want to run one of your books for for free um they put it out on their mailing list you have to pay for it to go on mailing list but yes, it, but it's actually not that expensive and i just did this um recently for one of my children's books and actually it went really well you know and i think it's particularly good if you've got a read through if you can like send one book free and then if they read that book they could then go and pay for the next book you know so if you've got yeah. stuff in series or more than one in the thing i think it works quite well like that and i've, I've done it for my um fantasy stuff as well so i'll leave the i'll leave the link if anybody i'm not associated or affiliated with any of this it's just yeah. something something that i've done and uh so if you want to look at hello books that's that's quite a good thing i found i think it's i think it's a perennial problem um i do think social media is a good way to sell your books it's certainly how i i do it and uh occasionally i have a little sort of burst on paid ads and things like that when I'm feeling 
you know, feeling strong. But like you say, it's very complex. The the Amazon ads, although I've done courses on it and things, I still go in there and think, oh, you know, and I think I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the whole, the way the the way it's set up. I find it very, it's very draining, isn't it? It's expensive it and it's draining. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, I, as I said, I read a few books uh, on uh, on publishing, no, on, on, on indie, on indie publishing. And uh, yes, uh, those gurus, they write that um, it can work for some and it uh, sometimes it doesn't work at all, no matter what you do, no matter how much you pay. It just doesn't work. For example, I know that for my books, uh, Amazon ads... Uh, will never work perfectly. I mean, uh, they will never generate um, generate profit uh, simply because my books are all uh, mixed genre books. <laughs> and yeah. uh, for Amazon uh, customers, they are um, prone to buy um, similar books to the books that they read. <laughs> so, for example, if they write, if they read uh, romance, or if they read fantasy, or if they read thrillers, these books have to be um, more or less along the lines. <laughs> for example, yeah. if it's fantasy, it's either Tolkien-style um, saga, epic, uh, high fantasy, or it's vampires, or it's werewolves, or fairies, something like that. Yeah. But, um, my trilogy is, uh, as I said, uh, doesn't have any magic in it, and uh, it's um, not along the lines. And my other books are set in Latvia, and as you said, uh, people aren't uh, often interested uh, to read um, books set in strange settings. <laughs> so uh, that's why I know that Amazon ads um, aren't my way to promote my books. But as you said, I also, from time to time, switch them on <laughs> yeah. and, and just try to test them again yeah uh, because all those gurus they say that sometimes they work but if you try in a month with uh, the same keywords same uh, similar products with the same categories they will work so yeah. you try and try again it's a uh, yes. It's a uh, budget yeah, it's draining very, very and nerves draining and uh, enthusiasm time, time draining, draining well. time consuming. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but, I think um, I think yeah. the problem with it is is with a lot of these things. I've just started a TikTok shop, and and again, you know, you're you're trying to put your stuff into some category where it doesn't quite fit. Exactly. You know, and 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 I'm like, mm, but you know, and and again, it doesn't, you know. And I think it's it's oh I I think sometimes the advertising is still keyed into um, traditionally published books where where the authors have been made to stick to a genre specific things within their work and so you know indie authors where we can do as we like our stuff just doesn't always fit into that slot and so it's more difficult to. Um, bring it out into the world and get it known yeah it's it's a perennial problem and uh, when we fix it we will <laughs> we'll have another podcast and tell everybody how to do it yeah yes it 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 drives you mad but there you go Happened yeah but uh, uh it's uh, it's very logical because amazon is a huge algorithm driven machine and um 
it can't just adjust to everything the author out there and we know we are millions <laughs> yeah so it works very in a very mechanical uh, technical way so yeah yeah, they well, can't. Like, uh, like, they they can't invent a special genre for every indie author out there. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah it is. It drives you mad. Um, so let's just have a quick chat about your your book covers, uh, Eve. Do do you do yeah. them yourself? Do you do you get somebody to no. do? No, 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 no. I have a trustworthy, <laughs> a trustworthy company, and they do uh, all my covers. I'm uh, very very happy with them with working with them and um i think that um i will do many more covers <laughs> with them so no i don't do them yeah i think it's nice to have a, a company that you can trust that you you feel that they look fine they look good um i don't always like people's covers when i look at them or sometimes i think oh no that's not quite worked you know you can tell if it's not been done i don't know what it is yours look of a piece they look they look nice i think it's very tricky to get the look that you want especially when your book doesn't isn't particularly genre specific you know yes that's why i we usually with that company we go through endless revisions and changes and i'm very happy that they're very understanding and forthcoming and they always always do uh, everything i ask them to do and um, the end result is always very satisfying yeah, yeah, I think okay. it's very important because you know I when I was uh, looking for for someone who would do covers for me, some designers they even mentioned that um, it's uh, an artistic vision, and you as an author you don't understand how the cover should look like, so it's an artistic vision and we just give you the cover and you pay and should be happy with it. And yeah. it was for me it was a huge stop sign because. Um, First of all, um, cover designers won't, won't read your books. That's no. for sure. No. And how can they know better how the cover should look like if they uh, didn't read the book? Yeah. For me, it's uh, illogical. Because uh, as you say, and we discuss it with the cross-genre books, um, I say it's a romance. Okay, no problem. A man and a woman in an embrace or something like that it's okay but if you uh, try to 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 explain your book that doesn't fit into any category then what can they create yeah they have to go with what you what you want yeah absolutely well i do my own stuff as i've often said before so i don't really have to discuss it with anybody but myself <laughs> i don't know whether i could ever get somebody else to do them for me it would certainly be quicker um but then again i know exactly what well, i'm an artist in my own right you know in another world anyway so it it just uh and i think it's very hard if you're not artistic and you've got to get somebody else to do it and you have a you know, you have an idea about what you want it to look like. You know, I, th I think it's, you have to have somebody understanding that's going to um, help you realise that vision. Yeah, it's good. Good. How many books have you written, Eve, so far? Five. Five, five. yes, I've got, yeah, I've got five. five. I've written five on here, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, I, five. I, I cast my eye on people's stuff and then think, well, I can see five, but then they sometimes they go, well, I've written five, but I also write under this other name or something, you know what I mean? Or I've written <laughs> no, non-fiction no, no. or something. Yeah, so, Only so five. five. 
And how long have you been writing? Have you always written or is it something that you've done, you know, later on or? Mm, you know, it's um, when I was uh, at school, I was writing all the time. It was poetry and short stories. and uh, But then uh, I stopped because, you know, you grow up, you have to work, you have to sustain yourself, you have to earn money. And um, if you aren't from some artistic family uh, where your parents or someone can help you get into publishing or into some magazines or things like that, then uh, you just either write at night, <laughs> which is not feasible, uh, or or... Or you don't. So, uh, but yes, and then uh, later, actually, um, after my son was born, I uh, had some free time. <laughs> well, free time, you know, it's uh, complicated. But I had uh, free time to think about mm. what I want. And then um, I realized that uh, it's uh, now or never, <laughs> or it will be too late. So, yes, I uh, started writing uh, seriously, I mean, from uh, the word from chapter one uh, until the end, uh, uh, three years ago, I think. Yeah, oh, so so quite recently then, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so well, you've done really well for three years to bring out that many books. Yeah. So, out of your five books, what do you have a favorite book, or is it always the one that you're working on that's your favorite? Uh, at the moment, I have two favorite books. It's uh, book uh, two of my trilogy. It's called Tangle of Choices because um, it was the second book uh, that I wrote. And um, it was an absolutely different experience from writing the first one. Because, you know, when you write the first book, you don't know if you can finish it. You don't know the process. You are a bit confused. Well, it was um, like this for me. But with the second book, it was like, oh, in a flash. I started writing it when I had it um, in my head. I had the whole story in my head and I just uh, was writing it down. It wasn't like plotting or things like that. I just knew the story and I had to write it down and I wrote it very, very quickly. And it's a very emotional read, I must say. And uh, readers say so as well. Um, yes, it's a very, very special book for me. And now my um, another favorite book is the last one <laughs> that I published, The Accidental Cop, because it was absolutely new experience for me. And uh, it wasn't uh, my imagination-based story. It was um, the story based on uh, the stories told by other people. And I also had to do a lot of research for it to be realistic and a lot of talking with people. Uh, because, you know, when you just um, drink tea and discuss things, you don't go into details. Mm. But this book is packed with details and they aren't uh, the details I'm professional about, I'm knowledgeable about. It's, you know, like uh, weapons, guns and bullets and kind of uh, mm. kind of wounds this gun sleeve, <laughs> things like that. It was very interesting. And now yeah, I'm... I can't say um, I'm proud of it, but uh, I'm uh, very happy how it turned out in the end. Because, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's nice to have some favorites. I I find I'm 
I don't really have favourites of myself. I, I'm just more. I'm just always interested in what I'm working on, and once I've done it and it's out there, I'm. I'm I can almost forget it to be honest. I mean, obviously, you've got to carry on and and try and promote it, but really, yeah. it's the it's the next idea that I'm always. Yeah. I always think, oh, you know, I'm really really into this, but once once I've done it, I'm I'm not that bothered. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I kind of forget because some of my stuff's quite old. It's been knocking around for like 10, 15 years, you know, and, and then people sort of say something about it. And I think, well, I can't actually remember now what what that character did or said or why, you know, because it seems like, you know, it seems like a lifetime ago. So much more yeah. has happened in between. Yeah. So I've noticed that you use some um, Goodreads. Um, tell me about Goodreads. It's something I've not really done. I kind of got on there and never kind of did anything with it. Do you find that that helps? Is it a, a good place for an author to be? Uh, you know, the, uh, I have a funny story <laughs> with Goodreads. When I published first, when I published my first book, I had no idea uh, that there is Goodreads. I didn't know what it is. And once uh, my husband was uh, browsing uh, the internet, uh, to find out if someone mentions my book, Neglected Merge. And so uh, rating on Goodreads popped out. So it's Goodreads? What the, What is that? <laughs> and so I, um, I discovered Goodreads. Uh, you know, and I find Goodreads quite helpful in terms of uh, I found out that uh, more people who rate uh, books, who write reviews, they are on Goodreads rather than on Amazon. Because oh. on Amazon, you have to be eligible to write reviews. You have to spend uh, $50 or £50 equivalent uh, in the last six months to be able to rate and review products, not only books. But uh, on Goodreads, you don't even have to buy that book <laughs> to leave a review. So, um, yes, I have uh, more rates and reviews uh, on Goodreads for my books. And uh, it gives me a bigger picture, a clearer picture, how many people uh, read my books. So, yes, I do find it. And I also, I'm an avid reader. I read a lot of books uh, by indie authors and uh, traditionally published and classics and um, popular books. And, and um, I like that. Really, I like it that I can share my thoughts without any, uh, you know, limitations that are that exist on Amazon. I yeah. can be, I can be more open in sharing. Yeah, I think that's quite nice because I think you, I think you can get a bit of a following on there. I'm I'm on there, but I I don't really get the trouble with it is is when you're doing the, the social media, obviously you try to write and do all the other things as well. Um, Sometimes you start stuff off, which I'm I'm a devil for, and then not really carrying on with it. And and mm. I really need to go back to Goodreads because a few authors have said, you know, how how much they quite like it over there. And um, you know, I'm, it'll probably make me buy more books because, like yourself, I read across <laughs> everything. You know, anything that takes my fancy. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good to have a another thing to kind of have a have a look at another place where you can put your author profile and all those kinds of things yeah yeah and like you say it doesn't cost anything which is absolutely which is amazing absolutely. in this in this 
day and age. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, so the other thing I've noticed that you're on. <laughs> I I'm everywhere. I Sometimes do my, it seems I do that I'm everywhere. <laughs> I, I've noticed you're on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, but again, it's it's one of those things that I've kind of lapsed. Do you find LinkedIn is a is a still a thing these days? Uh, you know, I'd say that LinkedIn is uh, more useful for, um, let's say, classical office professionals, corporate professionals, rather than for us in the authors, in the artists, uh, whatever. I haven't actually uh, cracked it yet, if it's useful or not, but I do get some reactions, I do get some interactions, and I meet um, interesting people, other authors there who aren't on Twitter or on Instagram. So um, I'm not sure that it, it uh, facilitates uh, book sales in any way, but um, I like that platform. You it's quite different. Like it. It's uh, a bit, uh, let's say, drier. It's not uh, yes, so, yes, you know, is, so shockingly loud as Twitter, for example. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not as politically centered, and uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's 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 something. When I wrote more magazine articles, I used to be on there more because, like you say, it's quite good for talking to other ed- for editors of magazines and things like that, or other publications that I might write for. And it was it was quite useful for then. I I don't write so many of that kind of thing. I don't really have time. Um, so I I kind of feel I should get on there and perhaps promote the podcast at least. You know, uh, yes. as as a yeah. as a thing. You know, because um, that's that's always a good thing. But yes, interesting. Um, the other thing I've noticed that you've done um, your you've won quite a lot of awards for your writing, so that that's an interesting thing. Did did you put them up for the awards yourself, or did you or did they get asked to join in? No, I I put them myself because uh, you know you when you start you have to start with something. You, um, I felt that you can't just say, "Oh, people read my books. <laughs> I've written a few, so you you'll definitely enjoy them." And uh, I'm nobody; nobody knows me. And um, yes, I put them myself, and it was, but it wasn't, um, um, you know, um, it wasn't strategically planned thing. It was um, if I. If um, I get some awards, it would be very satisfying. It would be very fulfilling for me. But uh, actually, when I applied for 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 those awards, I soon forgot about it that I did that because it seemed something so unrealistic that I would uh, that I would win something. So, but uh, no, it proved uh, very fulfilling that I got a few awards. So well, I it's it's plan. nice to have that validation, I think, and and exactly. well, do, well do you for being brave enough to do it in the first place. It's something I've never done. I've never put any of my stuff up for award, and and you know may, maybe I should be you know not so self-effacing really. Or perhaps that's I think you should us. because yeah. Uh, yeah, because the feeling when you actually win something, when as you say, when you receive that validation for your work, for your, I would say, for your. Um, hard work because uh, yeah. it's uh, writing it's for your soul work it's uh, not something you know you do in the office it's something very special for every writer and when you receive that validation it's a very deep feeling of satisfaction yeah yeah well, so well done. you i well think done you, you should try you should do that yeah 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm still not sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good thing to do because I think anything that that I think sometimes when you're writing, it can feel like you're just sitting in a dark room, you know, yeah. metaphorically. And it's it's quite nice when somebody, you know, even if you could just get a book review and somebody liked your work, it it really makes you day and and all yes. of that kind of thing it helps you have more confidence to go forward and promote your stuff and feel that it's worth it you know because I think originally we write for ourselves and then you know it has to be said that if other people like it that really means a lot yeah, yeah. so yeah well well done you it's good it's good and it's nice to be able to say award-winning author you know yes yeah at least you can you know you can't put a best-selling author <laughs> Yeah. your name but at least you can put award-winning author and that's author. true <laughs> yeah it's good it's good well done for you um so Eve, where can people find you online uh people can find me on my uh, website uh, and my blog it's uh very easy evekogutze.com brilliant and, and, I'll, uh, and i'll leave the notes i'll leave that in the show notes for you so it's been great to talk to you thanks for coming on thank you <laughs> thank you so much so lovely to talk to eve kaguse about all her work and um yeah interesting interesting about the goodreads thing i think I, something i've kind of got on years ago and i'm certainly on there but i've never really done a lot with it I, it's time i think that's you know same with the linkedin thing i'm on there but you know you can't kind of get on with all these different things it i think i don't know maybe it's a bit of a time management thing perhaps you should um get something in your diary and get on some of these things like LinkedIn, like Goodreads and a few other things besides and Facebook. For me, that's another one that I never quite get to grips with. And perhaps, you know, give yourself a morning where you just go through all those other bits of social media and other platforms that you don't really engage with, but possibly feel that you should. Um, I, I kind of think that as many places that you can get yourself out there certainly helps. I mean, I know there are always the, you know, the old people, you know, a few people that say, you know, only be on one social media and do it well. Mm, I'm I'm not convinced. Personally, I think the more places you can get your face, your book, you know, your the word out there, the better. But anyway, so that's what I'm going to try and do. <laughs> I'll try and do a bit more with it. Anyway, so next week, my guest is Anita Chapman. She'll be talking about her debut novel, uh, The Venice Secret, which I've actually been reading and it's a lovely, lovely book. So I'll be fascinated to talk to um, Anita uh, about her work and um, how she came to write it. So stick around for the um, stick around for that. Uh, as usual, you can find all the bits and pieces that we know that we talked about, even Eve Kagusi and myself. And there'll be all the links in the show notes as usual. You can find the podcast on, you know, well, obviously you found it if you're listening to it, but uh, you can also find it on Podbean. I think there's a little website page up on there for the Words and Pictures podcast. So if you'd like to go and have a look at that, do make some comments. It makes this more of a, a chat. I like to hear what you've got to say about the podcast or anything else. You can find me on social media as DJ Bowman Smith or as a children's writer, Tiger Molly. And uh, if you put that into website, www.djbowmansmith.com. And um, yeah, brilliant. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.